there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is... Is a boost, all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy, stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to the pod. Happy Monday. This is such a thrill. I'm recording literally Monday morning um, and you're getting the pod Monday afternoon. Sorry that it's late, but I wanted to give you something fresh, hot, baked and fresh. Um, Also, sidebar, is anyone's pet overweight? Basically, the cats went to the doctor last week, (laughs) the vet, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, they're both overweight. Like you need to feed them less and whatever. My cats actually act like they're starving. I'm still giving them a little bit more food than they're supposed to have, like the serving size, whatever. They actually act like I'm starving them. I'm like, you guys, you eat like three meals a day. You are completely fine. And maybe it's my bad for feeding them, you know, extra before. Not not that I was even feeding them extra. I feel like everyone's pet is like a little bit overweight. It's just so hard when they're like crying and you're just like, okay, you can have a little bit of extra food. Maybe it's the treats. Miso loves a treat. Anyway, that's on my mind this morning because Miso was actually sobbing. He was sobbing. I was like, you're acting like you are living in an abandoned warehouse and you haven't been fed in two weeks, Miso. Meanwhile, he had a big dinner last night, nice breakfast this morning, still acting like I I am starving him. So anyway, uh, okay. So let's recap the trip. I have so many fun things to tell you guys. I went home to London, first of all, saw my parents for a few days, and then we were all going to my good friend's wedding in Seville, and it's kind of hard to get to, and it's uh, we were going to go through Barcelona, and I was like, you guys, let's just take two nights, and let's go to Barcelona. Let's spend a few days there. And so I asked my other girlfriends if they wanted to come and bring their husband and their boyfriend. And I brought my other friend because I don't want a fifth wheel. Although I would have, I would have, but luckily my girlfriend from London came too. And I need to tell you guys, like, this is going to be the big 
uh, takeaway from this episode, I really hope, especially for my girls in your 30s and 40s, because it's so much fucking harder if you have kids and families and whatnot. Take the time, carve out those moments. And this is like so in line with Summer of Outside. Like it was difficult for my, one of my one of my friends who came has a tiny baby. He's like eight months old or something. But she was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I need a break. I need to take these two extra days and come and be with you guys. And, and you know, we're, we're coming all this way anyway. Like it it's okay. I need to do it. And we were all the whole time, like so happy to be with each other. So just, I, I have no words for the gratitude that I got to spend time with my Stanford friends. They are just my heart. I know I say this every time I hang out with them. It's because I don't get to see them that much, but just if you are in a different location than your best friends from a long time ago, or you're in a different life place, it doesn't matter. Carve out the time and plan it ahead. And I know, okay, I know some, some naysayers are going to be like, well, Tink's not everyone has the money to go to Barcelona or the time. Okay. I get that. Then plan a Sunday, say, Hey, you guys, let's have all of our partners take the kids. And I'm going to have a host, a special Sunday fun day for just us girls or whatever, or do a fun dinner, plan it in advance and stick to it because, Oh my God, you guys, we need that. We need that female friendship. We need that nourishment. Also, I met one of my friend's boyfriends for the first time. She's one of my best friends. I lived with her for eight years. And we talk a lot about the, on this pod about like, oh, what happens if you don't like your friend's boyfriend or like, oh, this guy's disappointing me. I have to say that I had the opposite experience. And it was it was so unbelievable to meet this person who loves my friend so completely. Like I could almost cry talking about it. I love him so much. Not only is he like a fucking funny, cool, awesome, nice person. He loves my friend the way that I wish all my friends were loved. And I, that's a, I'm talking big words here, but it's because I feel so much joy and happiness for her that she's found this guy. And it, it's just so weird when you're in your thirties, because sometimes one of your best friends will have a boyfriend for like two years and you won't meet them, you know, because you live in a different place. But anyway, that was just a really, really fun experience to meet him. And you know how sometimes you're, you're like what you're hanging in a group and then like everyone goes away, your friend and, and you're left with the boyfriend. And you know how like 50% of the time, maybe more you like panic. Cause you're like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? I had the opposite thing. I was like chasing him down at the party. I was like, wait, tell me more about your life and your cool job and like this and that. And it just, it just made me feel so, 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 so happy. Like talk about feeling your friends wins in your bones. Like I've, I feel deep, deep joy from, from meeting him and just, oh my God, that is what I'm manifesting for every single one of my friends to find a guy who makes them the best version of themselves and is just a fantastic person. So that was amazing. So, okay. So we go to Barcelona. We stayed at Soho house. I would definitely recommend staying there. I think you can stay there if you're not a member. It's just in a great location, very chic hotel. Like I said, my girlfriend who's married came with her husband and she has a baby and I just like, I'm so proud of her. That was like the other big joy that I felt, which was like, you know, she is a mom now, but she's in some ways she's the same, but in some ways she's blossomed into, into like the best version of herself. And it just like, I was looking around at all at the meals we were having. And I was like, there's two of us who are single. Well, my friend's like kind of single, um, kind of not single. She's seeing someone I'm single. One of my friends is married and one of my friends has a boyfriend. And I was like, we are all in such different life stages, like completely different. And I haven't felt that happy and nourished in so in so 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 long so it was great okay sorry i know you guys are like stop gushing tell us the barcelona rex i get it i get it so we went to this place called bodibo which everyone's like that's touristy i i need to i need to rant for a second okay i 
would like to say justice for things that people say that are touristy or basic, right? Everyone was like, don't go there. It's so basic things. I am basic, bitches. I am basic, okay? I like the things that everybody else likes, okay? That's called being whatever. I don't know, okay? I'm sorry that I'm not some person who's like, you know, searching out the things that all the Spanish people go to. Okay, I'm a tourist. I'm a fucking tourist, okay? I want to go to the things that everybody thinks are good. And let me tell you, this chicken sandwich changed my fucking life. That is my number one rec for if you're going to Barcelona. Go get the sandwich. Expect to wait in line. Go send your friend to get Aperol spritzes for while you wait in line. That's what we did, and it was epic. Here's the thing, guys. I'm going to be real with you. Spanish food, not really my bag. Not, not my bag. I I just, I don't love it. Um, I just, um, there's a lot of like, I mean, I don't even want to say because I don't want to be negative. I I know some people might like it. For me, it's just a bit pungent sometimes, just a bit rich in the wrong ways. For me, for me, for me. I know a lot of people like it, okay? And this sandwich was just epic. You get the chicken sandwich, ask for mas salsas, all the salsas, all the sauces. They have like 10 sauces in in squeezy bottles. You know it's going to be a good sauce when they have it in a squeezy bottle. So that was my favorite. We went to a bunch of other restaurants. We went to the... um. It's supposed to be the number one cocktail bar in the world. And it's like for some, I, I don't know who did the ranking, but we looked up online. It said the number one cocktail bar in the world. It's called Paradiso. And here's what I'll say. I actually really liked it because it wasn't stuffy. You know, usually with these ranking things, the, the it's all so stuffy. They take themselves so seriously. By the way, I hate all those Michelin star, like fancy schmancy restaurants. Not my bag at all. I don't like those. This was like a tiki bar. It was jungle themed. There was, it was very fun. There was loud music. They weren't taking themselves seriously. And all the drinks were really obviously amazing, but fun. Not like, oh, this is a digestion. This has got egg white and we are going to emulsify it in front of you. It was like fun. Everyone, they were like, we're a cocktail bar. We, we want you to have fun. Everyone's drink was amazing. Mine came in like a treasure chest. Would highly recommend it. You have to like wait you can scan and get your, your, there's sometimes a wait, but they have a good system where you can like scan it and you get a time slot. So you can like go do other shit and come back. Um, and then we went to a bunch of other restaurants, went to gelato place, like whatever it's, um, the, my mini guide is on my Instagram, but, uh, highly, highly recommend carving out time with your friends. Even if you're like, Oh, we're all in different places in life. Or like, Oh, I haven't seen them in a while. Or like, Oh, I don't want to plan it. Like I, that was one of my, uh, resolutions this year, as you guys know, was to spend meaningful time with my friends and my loved ones so and my family. So I literally asked them to do this six months ago. Like basically when we got the wedding invitation, I was looking at flights. I was like, you guys, let's just book it. And sometimes booking it so far in advance. So it's like a non-negotiable is just the way to go. And I highly, highly loved it. Um, there was a fire on our roof um, the second night, which was really scary. Cause we were woken up and we like had to go outside at three 30 in the morning. Um, and I, I do have a story. I'm not going to tell you on this episode. I will, I'm working up the courage to tell you guys what happened when I, when I went outside, it's not bad. It's just embarrassing for me. And it's the thing that I never talk about with you guys. So I'm working up the courage. Cause I do think it's a funny story and it's a story of friendship as well, but I just, I, it's eight in the morning and I'm, Oh my God. Oh my God. Hold on, you guys. Miso just knocked over an entire vase. Please hold. 
So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery, thriller, whodunit. And it is so scary and it's so emotive. And I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Okay, I'm back. Miso just crashed over. I didn't even think, I don't even know how this happened. It's an enormous vase with like fake flowers in it and it's literally huge. And it's smashed into smithereens, you guys. Uh, just Mondays. Am I right? Um, okay. So then we go to Seville. And I know everyone has a lot of questions about the weddings and I, wedding. And I want to respect my friend's privacy, but also tell you that it was the best wedding that I've ever been to. Hands down, the best wedding that I've ever been to. And I am always reluctant to speak on weddings because people take that shit so personally. Like, even if I speak in the abstract, like say, oh, I think that they, you know, the bride should pay for makeup for the bridesmaids. People are like, I can't. You're so fucking snobby. Things like my wedding, I didn't do that. And now you hate me. And like, but you know what? I've realized that I actually just don't have time for that energy anymore. And I want to do a whole episode on what I think, what I think is what I have experienced as a good wedding and like, whatever. Like, I just have a lot of thoughts about weddings and I'm going to finally do an episode about it. Um, 
and you shouldn't take it personally. I'm also going to do an episode about how to not take things personally because I think it's really important. And I, it's something that I've had to work on a lot. And I think it would behoove us as a community to not take things personally. So anyway, this was the best wedding that I've ever been to. It was so well planned. I think I mentioned before that my girl girlfriend who got married is like an excellent party planner. Like she planned all her own birthday parties. Like we went to Stanford together and like, she just has a, she is very good at knowing how to throw a good party and the whole party, you know, how some weddings you're like, Oh, like they really care about the pictures or like, Oh, they really care about like it being like romantic or they really care about like it being a fun time. And for her, she definitely prioritized like people having the time of their lives. And we really did. We really, really, really did. Like every detail was so well thought out. Seville is beautiful. I've never been before. It's like an hour flight from Barcelona. Um, We were all staying at one hotel. It was just so well planned. It was so freaking well planned. You guys, the food, she loves food. And like her and I, are always talk about like the food at events and like how that food is like the thing that people remember and like how fun it is, whatever. The food was phenomenal. She's half Polish, half Filipino. She flew in a chef from the Philippines for the first welcome dinner. And he cooked like this amazing feast with all of these incredibly elevated like dishes. And it was just so good. It reminded me of when I went to the Philippines. It's an absolutely amazing, beautiful place. The food is unreal. So that was really cool. I gave my speech on the first night. Um, and we were all laughing because it was like half the people at the wedding were American and half of them were like European slash Polish. And like my speech was so American, like the speeches given from the bride's side were so American and like very touchy feely and like emotional. And the, the, the other style of speech was more like to the point. And it was just, we were all laughing about those differences. Um, and I just, again, felt so much deep joy for my friend. She has grown so much as a person through this relationship. Like, I really do think that when your friend is in a, an amazing relationship that is the best for them, it's like you see them become the best version of themselves. Like them on a good day becomes them all the time. You know what I mean? And all their best qualities are amplified and they grow. And that's totally what happened What my girlfriend who got married, what happened with her. It's just like she was already such an amazing, wonderful person. And through this relationship, I just felt like she's grown and become even better and so brilliant. And it was just an honor to be her bridesmaid. Um, and we didn't do bridesmaid. She didn't do bridesmaids dresses. It was all like, you know, warm colors, which I think is so chic. And like the pictures looked amazing, by the way, I hope everyone saw the sarcastic comment of someone being like, Tinks, did you not follow the dress code? Cause my dress was like an orange yellow and everyone else's was kind of in the pink reds family. And it's like, just like if you're a person who writes idiotic comments on the internet, like I just, I want to know, I want to know from the audience, like, do you think before you type or do you just, you just go for it? Why would I put up pictures if I had not, if I had not followed the dress code? Like, why would I put an Instagram up if I had upset the bride or not worn something that I was supposed to? Like, what kind of a person do you think I am? Oh, I have another rant, which I'll go into more in the wedding episode. But like, you know me, I'm not like, I'm not a girl who's like, I'm obsessed with weddings and like, I can't wait to have a wedding. Like, I'm not like that. But one thing that pisses me the fuck off is when people wear dresses with white on them in the, on the day. If it's even a little bit white, why the fuck would you wear it? There was two instances at this wedding where I was flabbergasted. I was like, are you like, 
why is it so difficult to follow this one rule? I actually find it hard to find a white dress. Like, you know, when people have a themed party and it's like, ooh, white party, like everyone wears a white, white outfit. Like, I actually find it hard to find a flattering white dress. And you've got girls up in here at their friend's wedding wearing a dress that's like half white. If you are even asking, it's a no. And I've gotten questions before in AMA when people are like, well, Tings, do you think I can wear this dress? And it's like, why are you even asking? Are you that desperate to wear this dress? Save it for a different occasion. Why do you, how could you, I don't know. That just like really doesn't go with how my brain works. It really, 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 really bothers me. So anyway, that was a side rant. Um, like if you're asking it to know, and also just like why there's a million dresses, like probably 7 billion dresses in the world. Why, 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 why? It's one day. It's your friend. And you know, actually all brides I have, I have met and talked to about this. They're like kind of chill, but it's like, for some reason I get irrationally angry because it's like, it's the one thing. It's not like there's 79 rules you have to follow when you go to a wedding. There's really just one. Don't wear white because it's the bride's day. You know what I mean? Unless she explicitly says everyone wear white, whatever. So that's a side rant. Uh, and then the day of the wedding was so fun. And I found that sometimes usually those are stressful, like for everyone involved and like the bride is crying or like they're stressful or like, you know, everyone's, I don't know, but this was just like the best day ever. She had so much food for the bridesmaids, which I think is just like, it's such an easy way to make it fun. Um, and she's just so chill and so happy. And we just were hanging with her while she got ready, like talking to her the whole time. And she's just, Oh God, it guys, it makes me so emotional just as she's, so in love and so supported by her partner. And I just am so, 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 so happy for her because it just shows, you know, when someone is loved as they're supposed to be, it it just shows and they just, they feel so good and right. And that's how she felt. And I was, oh, this is the other thing. I was a sobbing mess the entire wedding, like sobbing. Like I cried 50 times when she was getting ready just because I just, she looks so beautiful and she's so happy. And like I said, she just, has found this person who is just so right for her. And then in the speeches and like when they were actually getting married, I was blubbering mess, cry the whole time, whole, whole, whole time. It was a beautiful ceremony and so thoughtful and just real. And then it was the party. And it was, as you guys commented on Instagram, like seriously, the most stunning venue. It was just absolutely gorgeous. And usually I don't like wedding bands. Like usually they, I just like find them not fun and like, they don't make me want to dance, but this wedding band was fucking amazing. They were so talented. I like e even me, who's a terrible dancer. I'm like so embarrassing. I'm so bad at dancing. I was like getting up out of my seat to dance during the dinner. And it was just so fun to be with a bunch of Stanford people. And so just like fun and just, oh, I'm so just so happy for my friend. I just am so, so, so happy for her. And I just want all my friends to have that kind of love and joy. And the after party was amazing. It was in this like cave, like cavernous room with all these candles. It was giving like cathedral club and there was a fun DJ. Also there was magicians and magic is so fun, especially when you're drunk. I was freaking out about the magic. It was just, it was amazing. Churro station, everything, so much dessert. It was, it was truly phenomenal. So, um, I'm just so, so grateful to have been a part and grateful to have, uh, celebrated with her and proud of her and just happy for her and just grateful for that experience of love. Um, <clears throat> I think like if I ever was going to have a wedding, I would want people to come away like I came away from this one being like, wow, that was a really, really fun party. And I'm so, so happy. And it was just like a riotous time celebrating love. That's what I would want. But everybody has different goals for their wedding. Some people are like, I want to look 
super editorial and I and I want pictures and I don't really care about the rest. And that's okay, right? That's okay. Everyone is different. Um, and then it was time for the worst travel day of my life. I need to tell you this tale in detail because it was <clears throat> so I woke up hungover from a wedding. And being hungover from a wedding is a different type of hungover because it's like you are really down bad. The cocktails, by the way, at this wedding, there was 20 signature cocktails. And you know me, I'm in my fruity cocktail phase. There was like this one called the Tropicana, which was like rum and Prosecco and mango juice. And I think I had 55. Anyway, <clears throat> woke up deeply hungover. Um, Casey and I, my friend, hit the buffet, which also, oh my God, the buffet was literally the best buffet I've ever been to. You know how sometimes on Sunday it's like really awkward and everyone they make you sit like formally and you're just like, everyone's so hungover and it's, it's bad. This was just like, come as you are. Like everyone just shove your face. And the food was amazing. Very casual, beautiful food everywhere. So I, I like had, you know, breakfast and then it was time to go. So we went to the airport and I check in and, um, I look at my seat, I'm row 25 middle seat. And I'm like, okay, that's tough. That's tough. I'm a little bit of a travel diva. I don't think that's any any secret. I think I travel quite a bit. And one of the ways that I like to use, spend my money in my disposable income is to be like in, you know, first or, or book myself that I really, really value that. But I was like, okay, things you can do. It. It's fine. It's fine. It's just a short flight to Amsterdam and then you change and then you'll be in Nice and you get to have a nice bed and you can sleep and sleep it off and wake up tomorrow refreshed for a can. Okay. So I go on the plane and like, I don't want to be rude to this airline, but I kind of do. It's called Transavia. Have you heard of it? No, neither had I. The seats look like they're made of Lego. They're like green and they literally have like Lego print on them. And I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. Make my way back to row 25. It's tight. It's really, it's a tight situation. And I was getting a little claustrophobic and a little stressed out immediately. And I like had one bottle of water. There was no plugs for the phone. Just like really just kind of like a puddle, a true puddle jumper. I was like, hey, Tinks, relax. It's fine. The guy gets on. He's like, everyone um, hurry up because, uh, because if we don't, if you don't sit down quickly, we're going to miss our slot. And I was like, why did you even say that? That's so frustrating because that's basically like, oh, well, if you don't, it, this is in the power of your hands. And I'm like, why are you putting this in the power of the people's hands? Like you're the airline. Like, shouldn't you be the ones who are like, sit the fuck down. We got to go. Of course, people take fucking forever. And I'm a very impatient person. So I was very frustrated by everybody like taking their sweet fucking time when the captain had said like, this is about to fuck us. But of course, no one listens. That's humanity. A couple dumb people have to ruin it for everybody else. So we miss our slot. He's like, okay, well, we're going to just sit on the tarmac for two hours. And I started having a panic attack. I was like, I was like, let, let me off the plane. Let me off the plane. And the cap, and they were like, no, no, we can't. We can't. We're, we're, it's not allowed. And I was like, please let me off the plane. Like I was like almost crying. I was like freaking the fuck out. If you have like claustrophobia or you have anxiety, you get what I'm talking about. They were like, no, 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 just sit here. They didn't give us water. They didn't have a phone charger. They didn't have a plug. I was like, I'm begging you, please like anything. No, nothing. And people were just like, I don't know. It was just not a good situation for a deeply hungover person. I was like sweating out alcohol and just truly panicking because I, I knew I was going to miss my next flight. And no one cares. Like they're not helping. I was like, please, could you try and help me? They're like, no, we don't give a fuck. So somehow by the grace of God, I get through the two hours and then we go through the the plane ride and it's just like, 
pretty brutal because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make this flight. I get that. I get to Amsterdam. I've obviously missed my flight. They're like, okay, well, we booked you tomorrow morning and you'll get in at like one. And I'm like, well, I have two meetings before that. That's not going to work for me. They're like, okay, well, sorry, go fuck yourself. And I was like, okay, perfect. Um, and so then I was like, I had the genius idea. I was like, think outside the box. And I was like, what if I flew to Paris tonight? And then I can take the first flight out to Cannes in the morning because there's like a million flights from Paris to Cannes. Like that's a really short flight. And then I'm at least in the country. Like I'm, I'm within shooting distance. Like that's, that's a good place to be. So I book myself on, it's now 5 PM in Amsterdam. I book myself on an 8:30 flight waiting for my bag, waiting for my bag. I'm like, there's a problem. I go to them and I'm like, Hey, Transavia, like, where's my bag? And they were like, Oh, well, we automatically booked you onto the next flight. So your bag is in bag jail. I was like, excuse me. I'm in the Amsterdam airport. They're like, yeah, it's in bag jail. I went to like a warehouse to stay safekeeping overnight. And then we'll just check it through. And I was like, I don't want to be with you guys anymore. I don't trust you guys. I don't like your Lego plane. And I have re have taken back my life and I booked myself on Air France. I'm like, at this point, really, really tired, really, really upset and just like really stressed out and like having a mental breakdown. And they're like, okay, well, well we can try to intercept your bag. I was like, perfect. Please do that. For the next three hours, I wait for my bag, not in just like a random area. And they're, I'm like, if you just take me to the bag room, I can pick my bag up and like we can all go home. And they're like, well, that's not possible. There's one guy and it's his job to find the bags in bag jail. And I was like, well, could I speak to him so that maybe I could tell him what my bag looked like? And and I'm like acting calm now. I was hysterical, you guys. Not, I wasn't being a Karen, no Karen vibes. I had to talk with myself at the beginning. I was like, you are going to get further in this situation if you don't be a Karen. I was not a Karen. I was sobbing. Okay. I was sobbing hysterically snot flying everywhere. At one point, a really beefy guard came up to me. His name was Bart. And he was like, oh, hello. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do the accent. That's not okay. But he was like, you know, he was an Amsterdam hottie who would he gym bro for sure. Absolutely yoked, like ripped. Um, and he was like, I saw you crying and uh, I saw you crying and uh, I was wondering if you're okay. And I was like, I'm not okay, Bart, like, please help me. He like tried to help me and he didn't really, he brought me tissues and water though, which was really nice of him. Um, and it was just a really, really bad three hours where I was like questioning my humanity, didn't have a phone charger. It was just like really, really stressful. It was on the phone talking to my mom, which is like questioning every life decision I've ever made. And I was like, I'm going to miss my flight to Paris. And then I'm going to have to sleep here and take another fucking Transavia flight in the morning. My Flight to Paris is at 8.30. At 7.35, my bag pops up. I was fucking ecstatic. I grab my bag and I overpacked. So this is this is like a 70-pounder, okay? I have a 70-pounder. I have a mini one roll-on for my carry-on. And I have like a big sack that I carry. So I, I'm just like weighed down in a way that you have no idea. I start fucking sprinting. They're like, go, you can make the 8.30 flight to Paris. I'm fucking sprinting and I shit you not. I'm going because I have to go out through customs and go up to check in to check in again. This rude, mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. She's an ugly lady, ugly from the inside. She says, stop. Why are you rushing? And I was like, because I'm going to miss my flight. Then this rude looking man comes over and he's like, we heard you changed your flight last minute. 
uh, why didn't, why did you want to do that? Why didn't you want to take another Transavia flight? Why didn't you want to stay in Amsterdam? And I'm like, it was like out of a movie. It was like, you know, in, in love, actually, when Mr. Bean is like taking so long with the, the wrapping of the thing, I was like, I don't want to stay because I have to go to work. I have to go to fucking work tomorrow. And it's like, at that point I was so hysterical that I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I seemed hysterical. I sure, I'm sure I seemed like a crazy person. I was literally freaking out. Like I couldn't even get words out. Have you ever cried so hard that you can't even get words out? And she goes, open your bag. And I was like, you are fucking kidding me. I'm this close after waiting three hours. Like you were, you are actually kidding me. She makes me open my bag. She's going through all my stuff. And I like, it's like, I don't get Karen-y in these situations. I get like kind of sarcastic and rude. And I was like, I was like, you see all the shoes. You want to count all my shoes again? And like, I get, I get like that. Because I was just like, you, you know why, like, I, I'm going to, this is absurd. It's just like, and also it just makes me feel like bigger parts about humanity. Like people are always looking in the wrong places. I'm like, why don't you actually look for some bad guys and not look for, look at a fucking 32 year old woman who's crying, whose bags are full of clothes, like whatever. Anyway, then for every force, there is an equal and opposite force. So after I, I dealt with the mean people, they, I'm like, I'm like resigned that I'm going to miss my flight to Paris. I run up to Air France still. I've never run in my life, let alone how fast I've run in this airport. And there was actually then a beautiful woman. And I was like, Oh, see beautiful people. They're so nice. She was stunning. She could have been a model. She could have been a model. She was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm going to miss my flight. Blah, blah, blah. She was like, don't worry. I'm going to help you. She takes me to first class check-in. She tells her other pretty friend. She's like, Hey, let's help this girl. Like she's really stressed out. I, I had sweat through a sweatshirt. Okay. So I was wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and then also like a full set active, like heavy sweatshirt. And I had sweat patches through that just to let you know, like what the situation was. Okay. They helped me. I run through, I'm the last person on the plane. Okay. To this air France flight, a um, Amsterdam to Paris. I get on the plane. I look down, I realize it's 10 PM. And I haven't eaten since 10 a.m. And I haven't peed or drunk water. And I was like, oh, my God. And the, then, of course, we get on and they're like, oh, there's a really big storm in Paris. We're just going to sit on the tarmac for a bit. And I just start like quietly crying this time, just like silent tears, just, you know, when they're just like streaming down your face and everyone's looking at me like this girl is like so sweaty. Like, what's the deal? And they gave me this little sandwich and they gave me some water. And then I like, I was like, whatever, it's fine. Get to Paris about 1230 at night get my bag, um, go to one of the, the, there's an airport in the terminal in case you ever need to know it's in the terminal right there, got a room, slept for four hours, got on the plane and got to Cannes. So, you know, I arrived in Cannes very sweaty and very disheveled and very tired. And, um, I just want to apologize to the sweet girl that I met in the buffet on the, on Monday of can. And you were like, oh my God, I heard your voice in your tanks. And I don't think that I actually even said anything back to you. I think that my eyes were just glazed over. And I think that I went cross-eyed for a second and I want to say sorry, because I was gen generally, I, I was on the brink of death and I, it was before I'd had a coffee or a shower. And just so you know, that's why. And I think I smiled and like tried to say something, but no words came out. So sorry if you thought I was weird. You were very sweet. Um, and then Saba and I were in Cannes with Sirius and it was so fun to represent the Sirius family. I ran into Jeff Lewis, my angel. He's the best. I just love him so much. He was also just having the, having the time and having a time in Cannes and it was fun to hang with him. So for those of you who don't know, Cannes Lion is like a big, 
advertising business. It's like corporate Coachella. That's what the best I can explain it. Corporate Coachella. And, uh, it was really fun. It was really intense. We were going on a bunch of panels, meeting a bunch of people, having a bunch of meetings, and it was really, a, really a lot of fun. Um, Cannes is an interesting place. It's like, it's, it's not like my favorite place in France. A couple of you were asking like, oh, would you recommend going on a holiday there? And like, I just, I think that there's better places in France, to be honest with you. It's like a little touristy. I say that with the utmost respect. I'm sure people who are French would agree with me, but it was really fun. And we went to a bunch of parties. We went to, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. And I just feel lucky that I got to meet so many people who work at Sirius. It's such a big company and it's like, it's cool to meet people who do a ton of different jobs and roles. And it was, it was very, very fun. It was such a short trip. Um, just Monday through Wednesday. And what were the highlights of the trip? I, had really really great outfits shout out lj she just keeps killing it we are just we're a match made in heaven i swear and so that was really fun um it was fun to run into a bunch of people just fun to be in france with saba really cool um and what else the food mm, no notes like i mean i mean sorry i have notes but it's like it's just it's not it's not a good food city like it, no one is like oh the food in can is unbelievable like all of the normal French things are good. Like the breakfasts are fucking amazing because the eggs are like the most delicious and they have so much good fruit. Like you have not had a cherry until you've had a cherry in France. Ooh, that is a snobby one-liner. I cannot wait till someone gets angry about that, but I'm sorry. That's how I feel. The stone fruit there is just on another level. The peaches are literally the peaches from like, call me by your name. It's so juicy and so sexy. Um, and yeah, it was good. And then it was time to go and, uh, go back to London for Ascot. For those of you who don't know, Ascot is these like the Royal races and we've gone every year for like, I mean, my parents have gone since they moved to London. So like 30 years and I've gone for a good chunk of that as well. So we had all of our friends and you, you basically have a big picnic outside and then you go in and you have pims and, you know, we saw the King, which was really fun. Uh, and it was just, it was a really great time. I got to spend a lot of great time with my best friends in London, Jyoti and Camilla. They're, they're just like the best people and they always make me feel so good. And, um, and then it was time to, to go home. So it was, it was a lot of travel. It was a lot of flights and I didn't really get to spend too much time with my parents or my brother, but that's okay. Cause I'll be spending a lot of time with them this summer. Uh, I did get go, go pond swimming with my mom a couple of times, which is so fun. It's like her version of the cold plunge, although it's summer now. So it's not even that cold. It's really, really magical and mystical and makes me feel very connected to humanity. And, uh, it was very fun. One more travel story. I know we've been heavy on the travel. Also, on one of the panels, someone someone asked me like, "Oh, Tink's like you really vocal. Like, don't you get scared to shit on brands?" And I was like, "Yes, obviously, I'd be lying if I said I I didn't." But sometimes you just have to. And they were like, "Yeah, like you're really vocal about what airlines you like." And I was like, "Yeah, look, I hate United. I'm sorry. I, I really do. Like, I really just do. And I'm sorry about that. But it's just my opinion. I've had very bad experiences. I want to shout out Delta. I." I really love Delta a lot already, but I need to shout out Serene, who was helping on my flight. Um, she, This was a really tricky situation. So essentially, I boarded my flight from London to LA. And guys, there was a bad smell, okay? There was a, a BO smell that was so strong, I actually started like tearing up. Someone sat down either in front of me or behind me, and it was intense. 
Okay. And before anyone comes to me and is like, Tink's like, maybe the person can't afford soap. Like, don't be a bitch. We were in Delta one. Okay. If you can afford a Delta one flight, you can certainly afford a bar of fucking dial. So don't come for me. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I have a very sensitive, like smell. Like I, I get very nauseous if I smell something gross. And I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm an 11 and a half hour flight. Like, what am I going to do? I go to the front and I'm like, Hey, I know it's out of your control and I'm really sorry, but do you have any masks? Because there is like a really bad smell. And I'm like, I, I was like freaking out. And she was so nice. She was like, immediately, she was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. She was like, she asked, she was like, let me go see if there's another seat for you because that is absolutely intense and crazy. So then I was like validated. I was like, okay, uh, it's not just me. I'm not being like a diva or anything. She was like, that's like fucking wild. I'm so sorry. There's nothing we can do. The, the flight was completely full. And so she brought me masks and then she was so, so, so nice. It was like an impossible situation. Like what could she do? Nothing. She brought me masks. So I wore two masks and then she found this like room spray that one of her colleagues had. And then also like an essential oil. And she was so nice. And she came up, she was like, also I'm like, I listened to pod. So Delta, if you're listening, Serene on that flight is an absolute fucking angel. She dealt with it so professionally. I really, really like to hype people up when they are just so, so, so professional and handled it so gracefully and beautifully. She kept coming to check on me. She brought me a bag of candy because she knows I like candy. She checked on me multiple times and she was just an absolute angel. So shout out to Serene. I absolutely love you. I hope you're listening to this episode and I hope you get a cat because she's told me she's considering getting a cat. Um, so I hope you do. Anyway. That is my very long travel recap. I hope it encourages you to book something with your friends, even if it's just an afternoon, even if it's just a nice day trip to the beach or just getting manicure with a friend you haven't seen in a while, whatever it is, carve out that time. I have a really, really good list of episodes that I want to Uh, that I'm going to make for you guys coming up, how to not take things personally, my thoughts on what makes an amazing wedding bachelorette, all of that thought, all of those things. Um, I want to do an episode about uh, sexting. I've been sexting a little bit, so I just have some updated thoughts on that. I, I can't wait for the next month. My entire focus is pod and radio show. So I am really, really all ears. If you guys have suggestions for episodes, keep them coming. Email in. I will see you back here on Wednesday for the live show. Until then, I love you so much. Bye. Bye.